This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Jo North. Hello and welcome to the Idea Time show. It's so good to be here with you. And I'm so sorry that I missed the show last week. I don't want to put anybody off, but I actually had my COVID vaccine and it left me feeling a little bit rough. I wasn't feeling particularly sparkling. So I hope you're doing well. And tonight's theme is all about your unfair advantage. Now, it sounds dodgy, doesn't it? And I promise you, unfair advantage isn't dodgy. So this fits into a whole sort of theme that we've been working on together around competitor analysis, value proposition, and innovating for business growth. And it's sort of related in that family. So when you've watched this video, maybe go over and check out some of the others on my channel. So you'll get all the different pieces in the same theme. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like, and you know, give me a thumbs up because uh, that all really, really helps. Because I do all of this because I want to help you out with your ambition, your innovations and your growth as well. So unfair advantage is behind every single career success story and it's really important to identify what your unfair advantage is. So we're going to talk about that but I just want to be super clear. We're not talking about anything that's unethical or illegal or inappropriate. You know, it's all good, clean, decent stuff but it's a really interesting concept. And when you put it alongside doing competitor analysis and thinking about what your value proposition is and how you get from where you are to where you want to be with your business, with your career, with your growth, it's really helpful to think about it. So what is an unfair advantage? Well, I like this definition actually, which is in a book called The Unfair Advantage by Ash Ali and Hassan Kuba. But essentially what an unfair advantage is, it's a condition, asset or circumstance that puts you in a favourable business position. I'm going to take a couple of quotes from the book, The Unfair Advantage. It's a good read. It's really interesting, but I've taken a bit of a different spin from some of the content of the book. So I've given you my view, my definition and list of unfair advantages, which is distinct from the book, The Unfair Advantage. But having said that, it's a great thought provoker. And I do recommend that you go and have a look at the book if this is something that you're interested in. The thing about unfair advantages is that they can't easily be copied or bought. And that's the bit that's unfair, really. You've either got it or you haven't. And you can sort of create unfair advantage as well. And if you've got a number of unfair advantages, then it's really cool to work out how you can multiply them and get some synergy and get some really fantastic outcomes by putting a number of different ones together. So if you're thinking, well, I don't know what my unfair advantages are, don't worry. I've got a list of about 12 of them and I'm going to go through each of those. And as I'm going through, work with me. And, and have a think about which ones might apply to you. But the thing is, there's no such thing as a level playing field. It would be wonderful if life 
was a level playing field, but in reality it isn't. Not everyone is given an equal opportunity and often things like timing play a critical role in success. And if you read Malcolm Gladwell's book, Outliers, there's an anecdote in there or an example in there where people born, I think it's in the year 1935, had a great set of advantages that helped them with business success, for instance. Sometimes, you know, students who are born at the beginning of the school year do better at school than people born towards the end of a school year because they've just had that extra development time. So timing plays a critical role in success. And as Malcolm Gladwell says, actually when we apply ourselves, we can gain unfair advantage by putting in the hours and actually working towards getting really excellent at something. And he says it's around 10,000 hours to achieve true excellence. And what drives unfair advantage actually is a strong sense of purpose. When we feel that we're working to a meaningful purpose, something that really matters to us, something that we know is going to make a positive impact and make a significant difference in the world, then that drives our commitment. It drives us upskilling and it also drives our decision making as well. So actually having a really strong sense of purpose can help us with unfair advantage. And the legacy, the environment that we're in, drives our actions and decisions as well. So sometimes where we are, you know, culturally, where we're born, the time, the era that we're born, the people that we're around, all of that affects this stuff. So just some interesting thoughts. If you haven't read Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers, I do recommend that you read it. When I did my first work, my literature review stage, and when I did my PhD, which was all around innovation and entrepreneurship, It was actually the first book I did a formal literature review of and it provided lots of food for thought in terms of because I'm really interested in what makes people and what makes businesses excellent and doing more and more of something you know and really leveraging the skills and the things that you have got going for you is really important because we're all different and we should celebrate that difference and use the difference that we have been born with. So I promised you a number of examples of what an unfair advantage is. So number one on the list is your ideas. Now you've heard me say this before, but your ideas are unique to you because you are a super creative genius. You have trillions of connections and data points inside your mind. All the experiences that you've ever had are that mix of them is unique to you. Only you have been in your mind, in your body, the length of time that you've been experiencing the things that you've experienced in the way that you've experienced. So your ideas are part of your unfair advantage if you use them wisely. And what an idea is, is when two thoughts come together for the very first time. So really by tapping into your own creativity and thinking more innovatively, you can really accelerate whatever it is you want to do and you can accelerate your success because all success, every little bit of it starts with an idea. It starts with somebody having an idea somewhere and then it being a great idea, they develop it and they act on it. So if you can develop the capability to use all that wonderful data and insight that you've collected over your lifetime that's in your mind and connect some of those data points really uniquely, use that super creative genius, then that is a fantastic unfair advantage because nobody can replicate that. Everything starts with an idea. How you do business is the second 
form of unfair advantage on my list. And this is really all about values. It's about your ethics, it's about your code, what you stand for, what's important to you, and how you just generally interact and how you support people, how you provide service. So your set of values in terms of what's important to you is unique to you. You might have people with similar values and work with people who have shared values, and that's always great. But your unique mix in terms of how you bring those values to life every single day in your business, in your interactions with your team and your customers and the the wider world, that is a unique mix of things that nobody can replicate. Only you can do what you do in the way that you do it. And actually in business, a lot of the time, particularly in business to business relationships um, and actually business to consumer, we do business with people we like. We do business with brands that we like and that we can relate to. So by using those values positively and and using them to to show what you're all about and connecting with people, values are a really positive way of creating and using some unfair advantage, but doing it for good. What you know is also part of your unfair advantage. Again, nobody has acquired the specific knowledge and done whatever studies you've done at the time you've done them they've not read and seen all the things that you've seen so whereas we talked about ideas earlier your knowledge what you know and what you're able to do are very much part of what you can offer so think about what is the sort of stuff that you know that other people don't you know and if you're a product business then you can think about what do you know about how to use product or how to develop product So let's say I work with a company that is a vegan, plastic-free beauty product manufacturer and they know all sorts of stuff about what's in the product, about hair care and beauty and, and how to use things and also how to combine things in different ways and they share that knowledge in a really helpful way with their customers and they apply it to their product development. Your network and connections, again, also unique to you. Do you really leverage your network and connections in the way that you could? And this isn't about just, you know, contacting people to find out how they can help you and and ask them for their help with stuff. True networking is about mutual value. And I always seek to ask somebody how I can help them first rather than ask help directly straight away, you know? And a network is something that's really important to build before you need it. Networks take nurturing and investment in time and they need to be very much two-way in terms of everybody helping each other. So your network and connections, I'm sure that you have people in your sphere who are super talented, super knowledgeable, really creative, very positive that you can get inspiration from, that you can get ideas from, that you can ask advice from, maybe get some introductions from as well. So again, use and leverage your network and connections and think about how well you're doing that. And particularly if you want to start a business or grow a business or if you're launching a new innovation. And also this relates to values as well because your brand equity is an unfair advantage. We've all got a personal brand, whether we like to think we have or not. Even when we're not communicating, we're communicating. And Jeff Bezos says that your personal brand is what people say about you when you leave the room. 
So if you've got a really strong personal brand and or business brand and that people remember it, they have strong recall, you've got a really excellent reputation, of course that needs nurturing, it needs protecting because it's far easier to destroy a reputation than it is to build one. Building a reputation takes hard work and lots of good quality work as well. But your brand is very much part of your unfair advantage toolkit. So think about what you stand for, think about things that you do and think, is this on brand for me? Is this something that I want to be associated with? Um, does it really chime with my values? Going back to the earlier point that we made and think about that. Also think about the brand of your product or service, of course. So it works on the personal level. It works at product and service level as well, particularly so. It's super, super important there. Have you got the right sort of experts, endorsements, support? This is part of reputation, but have you got lots of customer reviews and recognition, really, that what you're doing, this is sort of some social independent proof that what you're doing is really good stuff. Because if you have, again, that's another form of really useful and ethical unfair advantage. Are you looking at getting what you're doing covered in the media in the right way? You know, some good housekeeping or witch reviews, for instance. Have you got good customer comments on your website? Are you using Trustpilot? Or maybe if you're in hospitality, what does TripAdvisor say about you and so on? So actually getting some good endorsements is another thing to consider. Also, it's not just about you. It's about your brilliant team. And you might be thinking, well, I'm a solopreneur. I just work on my own. I haven't got a team. You probably have. If you write down all the people that you rely on, in some way, however small, then you will find actually that you're not doing it all on your own. There are people that help you out with some stuff somewhere. And those people, whether they are employees or suppliers or just best mates, it doesn't really matter, they are your brilliant team. And surrounding yourself by great people who will help you in a really direct way with your product, service, business career is a fantastic advantage to have. And if you haven't got a brilliant team or you've not really considered it, think about who you would like on your ideal team and maybe reach out to them through your networking and connections and start to build it. The other area is around personal authority and thought leadership. And you can see that some of these are interconnected. I have to say that thought leadership isn't my favourite expression because I don't think it's our job to lead other people's thoughts. I'm very much of a view that People think independently and that's amazing and they might have different views from me, but really I prefer the term sort of idea sharing or idea proposing or something like that. But I don't think thought leadership as a term is intended badly, it's just not my favourite phrase. But if you are an authority in your area of expertise, if people look to you for expertise and insight and if you're leading the way with new thinking, then that's a fantastic asset to have. That's a fantastic advantage to have. And again, think about, are you communicating that well? And I know it's really challenging sometimes. In business, we get so busy, don't we? But these are the things that are going to leapfrog you, you know, head and shoulders above where you might be if you didn't leverage these things, these unfair advantages. So consider it. If you're doing what you're doing, you will be an expert 
Do people know you're an expert? Do you use that expertise? Because to be fair, if we have expertise and we use it and we share it, we're helping people. So that's the thing. It's a really positive and helpful thing to do. And your community is part of your unfair advantage as well. And this, you know, community can mean whatever you interpret it to mean. It could be that you have, you know, a massive following on social media who are really engaged and loving what you're doing. It could be you've got a very engaged email list or even a membership. It could just mean, you know, that the place where you live and the people around you, you, you're in a strong community. The thing about community is it's amazing for us to feel affiliated and a sense of belonging to our fellow human beings. And and through community, it's really good for well-being. We feel invincible and you know it can help us when we're feeling less um, invincible as well. So think about community elements as well. And also what's the role you play in your community? Going back to values, how do you define your community? What role do you play? How do you support them? And is there anything you could do better to support that community as well? Because our communities are there to support us and we need to do the same back. We need to give back and, um, and pay it forward. You might have an amazing customer list, your existing customers. Thinking about those, you know, are there any customers that your existing customers could introduce you to? Are you working with them for testimonials and reviews? And is there any way that you can really even level up your service delivery to your existing customers? Because if you've got customers, I think, you know, I just feel so fortunate to have every single customer that I have because those people are choosing to not just invest time and money into the services that we offer here at the Big Bang, but they're also showing belief, they're showing confidence in what we do because they've chosen us, they could choose all sorts of people. And I think it's a real privilege to serve customers and I want my customers to have the very best experience possible. So my aim is to really, you know, over-serve and over-deliver wherever I can because I appreciate them so much. And think about your existing customers. Are you looking after them in the way that you want to? Because if you've got customers in the first place, I mean, what a wonderful advantage to have. And, and also develop the relationships and see how you can help each other going forward. We're getting there. We're working through all these different types of unfair advantage and hopefully I'm giving you some food for thought. So first mover advantage. If you are the first person to come up with a solution, an idea, a product, a service, then that can be a really good unfair advantage. Now, there is a caveat to this because there are some times where it's better to let somebody else go first so you can learn from the mistakes they make. But, you know, it's a slightly dodgy strategy to, to wait for other people to go first. I think if you do your research, really test things thoroughly with your customers and engage your customers in the process, when you bring out something new and to go first and gain a real advantage in terms of being ahead of the competition is a really positive thing. Better to be on the front foot than on the back foot trying to catch up and be a poor copy of what somebody else is doing so if you want to do something don't wait for somebody else to do it first do it go for it but test it work with customers and and give it a go if you've got any intellectual property that belongs to you you've got a copyright you've got a patent you're protecting your design you've got trademarks all of those things mean that nobody else 
can have the things that you've created. So if you have got amazing stuff that you've written in your business, if you have designed something that is really unique and it's an invention or a device that has got some value around it, then protect it. Do protect the things that you come up with. If you've got a brand, trademark it. My Idea Time brand is trademarked. Yes, it costs a little bit of money to do that, but it doesn't cost as much as you think and, and actually it's well worth it. So if you've got good intellectual property, things that you've created, that's part of your unfair advantage and do make sure that you protect it. So we've been through all the 12 types of unfair advantage that I've certainly come up with, your ideas, how you do business, what you know, your network and connections, brand equity recall and reputation, the right expert endorsements, your brilliant team, personal authority, thought leadership, community, existing customers, first mover advantage and intellectual property. There is bound to be some stuff in there that is relevant to you. How many have you got? How can you combine them? How can you use them better? It's now time for you to go and leverage your unfair advantages. Go and make the most of them because we're all different. We're all unique. We've all got different talents and interests and experiences. And I think it's our job and our responsibility to make the very best of what's available to us and what we've got so that we can serve our customers and our communities in the best way possible. So that's my take on Unfair Advantage. I hope you found it really useful. And I've got loads of free stuff. So go and head over to bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources, fill your boots with all the free downloads and things that I've got there. Subscribe to the channel, give me a like and a comment, and I'll be back same time, same place in the next show, Thursday, 6 p.m. I'll see you there. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time Show, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.